Hello, everybody. I am Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares. And I am opening with an introduction since this is the start of a new series. And this series is going to be a little bit longer than my previous series because it's a challenge. And I'm very excited to share my challenge with all of you. Before I tell you about the challenge, I'm busting a gut because I'm not sure how many of you were fans of the show called Friends, but I watched it. You know, I wasn't fanatical, but I probably watched it because my kids watched it and most of you are probably around my age, so you probably had kids that watched it and it was popular, but they always named their seasons um, the one with the, well, this one was called the one with the embryos um, because Phoebe was going to be a surrogate. But within that storyline, Chandler and Joey are challenging, um, oh, of course I can't think of it, Rachel and Monica saying they know more about them than they do. And it's hilarious because Ross is a bystander and as they are going to guess what groceries are left in Rachel's grocery bag, Ross, of course, gets involved instantaneously as like the game master. And he keeps saying stuff like, challenge extended, challenge accepted. And he's just so corny and dorky. And they're all like, can you just stop? But I cracked up because this is the Red Letter Challenge. It is actually a book by Zach Zender, who is a Lutheran Church pastor, and he wrote and came up with the idea of the Red Letter Challenge, and it's a 40-day challenge, and I cracked up because on page 17, it's sort of the last page before the challenge starts, and it says challenge extended. My church has extended this challenge. I go to St. Mark Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin, and our pastor has suggested that we all do this challenge, and it comes at a perfect time in my life. So, I'm jumping in whole hog. I don't even know if that's the appropriate saying to say whole hog and jumping in. But yeah, I'm going to get muddy and dirty and have a super good time just to continue with that whole hog thing. (laughs) I do find myself funny just for the record. So I say that because I am going to lead a book club. I call it book club, but you know, the challenge. I'm going to be a facilitator on Tuesday nights. On Wednesdays, I'm going to participate in our education hour 
where we have Sunday school and um, youth group meets and adults meet and everybody is going to be doing the red letter challenge. So I'm going to meet with the high schoolers and then I'm going to participate in a study on Thursday. So I feel like I'm going to be totally immersed and I want to be because <clears throat> the whole idea of the challenge is what if we did what Jesus said? So red letter most of the time when you think of red letter or anything in the red, it's negative, right? It's like you're in the hole, you owe money, it's not good. Um, probably like red is edits on a page, that kind of stuff. Well, you know, Jesus, he's always sort of opposite of what the world says. And so somebody had the great idea that when they printed a Bible, any of the words that came out of the mouth of Jesus, they would highlight in red and would put those, not highlight, but put those words in red so that they would really stand out. And so lots and lots of Bibles have Jesus's words in red. So that is why it's the red letter challenge. The website is www.redletterchallenge.com. Dot com and the book is called the red letter challenge it's by zach zender and there is lots of resources there's a facebook page there's an instagram um and I will do my best to give you all the resources that I can. But seriously, if you just look up Red Letter Challenge, you are going to see it. And so I couldn't be more passionate about this because I call myself the hippie Christian. And my two big things are love God and love people, which pretty much came out of the mouth of Jesus. And so... I think it's exciting. And our pastor just recently preached on it. And each week for the next six weeks, he will be preaching on it. And I took a bunch of notes and I said, I'm pretty much going to steal your sermon every time for my podcast. But that's not really true because Jesus also said, don't steal. Anyhow, <laughs> he said, it's our chance to represent Jesus that feels like a real big responsibility to me. But I am definitely going to die trying because to emulate Jesus would be amazing. Interesting, too, he, he shared that when people who don't know Jesus or who don't identify as being Christians have contact with Christians, in a survey, they said Christians are judgmental, anti-homosexual, hypocritical, boring, and a few more things that I just couldn't write down fast enough, but none of them were positive. And I kind of get it. I mean, come on. Christians rip on Christians. 
How awful is that? Like as denominations, we can't even get along, which again is also why I kind of like to go by hippie Christian because I appreciate the brands of Christians because they appeal to all of us in one way or the other. I mean, people are Lutheran for a reason and Catholic for a reason and Methodist for a reason, but we are all followers of Christ. And, and for me, it is loving the triune God, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And knowing that Jesus Christ is your savior, that he died and rose and, and came to earth and then ascended into heaven for us and for our sins. And so we, as Christians, we just got to do better. And so this is a chance for us to practice what we preach and better yet to practice what Jesus preached probably not what we preach because we are hypocritical. They're not wrong. We are judgmental. We do come across as anti-homosexual. <sighs> Jesus loves homosexuals. I'm just going to say it. It's the truth. He loves all of us. So if you feel unloved, you're not because Jesus Christ does love you. So representing the real Jesus, I loved that sentence because I don't think people know the real Jesus. We don't always represent who Jesus really is. And if we go specifically by his words, I think it will no doubt be an interesting challenge. Have you ever been to a wedding where they read the love is verses of the Bible. Love is patient. Love is kind. You've probably heard all you need is love. Love all. Love is love. Love wins. Love never fails. Jesus is love. And I think for me, that's what appeals so much about this challenge is to be able to share the love of Jesus Christ with others and participate with others in doing so, I think is just going to be so much fun. And no doubt it's going to be hard, but I think it's going to be so much fun. So that's why I'm like fully immersed and extending this podcast series out and I just think there's so many resources out there and with so many people doing it and being part of a, several groups, I'll be able to talk about it more and I know that will strengthen my faith and it'll help strengthen others. So if you are interested. This is actually the first week of the challenge. And our challenge is starting on September 14th, which is a Tuesday. And this podcast is airing on Wednesday, September 15th. And so if you're interested, it's not too late. Um, email me at 
hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. Hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, christianwhocares at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to get a book to you. If you live close to me, I'll try to deliver it. If you live far away, I'll do my best to send it to you. If you are if you are international, I'll try. But if it's a million dollars, I seriously don't have a million dollars. But maybe we could figure something out. But you also can purchase the book at um, Amazon. If you are a church member, I would suggest talking to your pastor. But yeah, email me. The um, website for the Red Letter Challenge is redletterchallenge.com. They're, they are on Twitter at rlc underscore 40 um, or just look up red letter challenge and you'll find them same on facebook red letter challenge and instagram red letter challenge and it's just so much fun to see what people are doing and saying and connecting with others on a mission that is seriously like life and death stuff it's super exciting stuff so in a world where like who do we listen to and and how do you know what to do and where do you go for what's next and and how to live i mean my goodness we are inundated with self-help books we're inundated with religious books we're inundated with spirituality and so how do we know what to listen to? The red letters spell it out. The words that Jesus talked about are in the Bible. And if you're lucky enough, they're in red letters. And so really looking at that and talking about when you read it in the context of the story and the history and the translation and the whole nine yards help us to formulate what it means. I personally think that we can't say with absolution what Jesus is saying and think that we can possibly understand everything in 100% clarity. I just feel like that's stepping on God's toes a little bit. However, he gives us enough. And the Holy Spirit, who is God, who is Jesus, gives us enough that we are pointing pointing in the right direction. And that it always points to who God is and what he has done for us and not what we do at all. The There's like five main things. Themes. And honestly, I don't know anything about this challenge. I haven't read ahead. I haven't done it before. So I will be doing this challenge right along with the people in the three groups that I am participating in, along with church members and any of my podcast friends who want a book. Um, if you know me well, text me or call me. If you don't, 
that really excites me too. You can reach me at hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. And I would be happy to do my best to get you a book. Again, you know, if you're in Thailand, we can try and I'll do my best. But if it costs, you know, $800 to send you a book, I probably don't have that. So I'm just being honest. But in the book, Zach, Pastor Zach, has sort of, not sort of, he has absolutely... um compartmentalized five things about Christ and has sort of separated the things that he said that are being, forgiveness, serving, giving, and going. So each week after this week, which is introduction week, we will go into each of those sort of categories, the being category, the forgiving category, serving, giving, and the going. So honestly, I am super excited to see where this takes me and where I will go with it. Here's what I know is that I'm sure I will get off the beaten path I'm sure I will take the wrong direction, and I'm sure at some point I am going to fail during this challenge. And that sounds negative, but the real cool part, and our pastor pointed this out too, is failure is an option. It's going to happen. We are humans. I love that. I love that because... So many of us are seriously competitive and, or many of us like Chrissy, big, big people pleaser. And I always try to do the right thing. I always try to all the things like please everybody. And boy, I'll tell you, if you have somebody who wants one thing and another person who wants another, oh boy, does that put a people pleaser in a conundrum. And so that's what lots of us will do when we are challenged. In this one, it's going to be okay if we make a mistake. It's going to be okay if if we miss a day, if we miss a session, if we miss a challenge, if we don't want to do a challenge. It'll help us to take a look at who we are and why and answer all kinds of questions and share with others and learn from others and what worked and what didn't work and how do we do better. Shauna Nyquist is an author who wrote a book called Present Over Perfect. It's a great book. And I think this is one of those opportunities where being present is going to really make a difference. Trying um, just not worrying about saying the exact right words or the perfect way of completing a challenge. And I don't even know what these challenges are. You know, maybe they'll be easy. Maybe they'll be hard. If they're super duper hard, you know, that might feel like, oh, am I being set up for failure? But then again, 
I can do all things in Christ who gives me strength, right? You know, that's um, Philippians 4.13. That one, I am not even going to take credit for being like, oh, look at me. I know the Bible because that's just one of those real popular sayings that you can find at Hobby Lobby any damn week. And I'm only joking because Hobby Lobby's, you know, super known for being uber Christian. But seriously, it is true. Um, if we show up and try, that is being successful. The fact that we are in it and doing a challenge is successful. And that's like me self-talking. But I think that's true. I look at a lot of opportunities in my life where I've had hard decisions to make, um, where I would draw a line in the sand because a line in the sand is a lot easier to um, create a different boundary if that one doesn't work. Um, but I learned very fast that when I was going to set a boundary, that if I messed up, I'd have another chance at it. That any time I have ever been bullied in my life, and let me just tell you, adults get bullied too. In fact, I think we wouldn't even have a bullying problem if adults weren't bullies, you know? Where do you think kids learn it from? Anyways, I digress as usual. And so my real point is you get lots and lots of chances in life. Mercy and grace is what comes to mind. And Jesus gives us mercy. Jesus gives us grace. And Jesus gives us all kinds of chances. The amazing Yoda, and I'm not even a Star Wars fan, so I can't even pretend like I am. I was just trying to, and it's just not going to work. But Yoda is known for some pretty awesome quotes. And, you know, Yoda talks weird. So do or do not, there is no try. The, the truth of the matter is you either do something or you don't do it. it it's not like I'm trying. You're either doing it or you're not doing it. And so I love that because that's this challenge. You're either in it or you're not. I'm in it. The greatest teacher is failure. There is a lot of truth to that. We do learn a lot from our failures. We learn from other people's failures. And if we're real smart, we pay attention to things that go wrong for somebody else and hopefully show compassion and also not make mistakes that others have made. And I'm pretty sure in this particular challenge, we are going to learn that the greatest teacher is actually Jesus, who, thank God, allows us to fail. And I just failed to say, here's a quick commercial break. Thanks. Welcome back. Here's my chance to put into practice what Jesus said. And what Jesus said, and our pastor quoted from 
Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, where he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. And then he goes on to tell a story about who they are like and the idea that you are building on a foundation that is strong because you hear Jesus's words and you put them into practice. And so here's a chance for me to do this challenge and put what I say is important into practice. And as busting a gut as I was writing sermon notes, and I'm sure people think, what is she doing? Like I get out my pen and I usually turn over the um, the bulletin, but it's actually like the whole service laid out, the outline of the service. And on the back of that page, I just write lots of notes so that I can remember some stuff. And, you know, if I disagree with the pastor, then, you know, I can have a fight with them later. That's not true. Um, so very rare that that happens. And I say that because he might be listening right now. So Pastor Brad, I agree with everything you say. <laughs> but seriously, I love the fact that I have a pastor who allows me to have an opinion, who allows me to disagree, who will share his history, his knowledge, his theology and education with me. And it's awesome. But as I was writing the notes down, I was cracking up because all of a sudden I could hear like background music that was the man in the mirror. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to make a change for once in my life. It's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. Going to make it right. Those aren't the words of Michael Jackson, by the way. Michael Jackson made that song so famous and so good. But the words in the music are Glenn Ballard and Seda Garrett. And it's just fabulous. Like, come on. I'm going to make a change for once in my life. It's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. Going to make it right. Sounds a lot like this red letter challenge to me. And so... I am definitely starting with the girl in the mirror because that is the only human that I have control over. And I know when I do what Jesus says, it does feel good and it does make a difference. So I simply will say, challenge accepted. Okay, is anybody else literally singing Man in the Mirror right now? I for sure have that going through my head and probably will until I fall asleep tonight. So I am excited for the next six more sessions on the Red Letter Challenge. And I say six, it's 40, to 40 days of the Red Letter Challenge. And 
This is the introduction, and then we have five more sessions, and then I think I'll come back with sort of an overview of how it went. I hope that you'll follow me through the Red Letter Challenge. I hope you will follow along and do the Red Letter Challenge. And like I said, you can email me at hippychristian at gmail.com. I promise I'll do my best to get you a book. If you know me, absolutely reach out to me. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be challenging, not to, not to be crazy and just use the word challenging for a challenge, but I do. I think it's going to be hard and uncomfortable probably and interesting, but I think it really is going to be awesome. It's going to feel real good. It's going to make a difference. So come back soon and thank you so much for listening today.